This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. At Money Talks, we can't give you money, but we can remind you that you might save money by planning ahead. Compounding interest, buying in bulk, watching for sales, those are all things to do that might put you in a better financial position. We'll discuss saving money by planning ahead today. And also, we look for your general personal finance questions. Contact us by email. Our address is money at mpbonline.org. So good morning to uh, both of you. Uh, news, uh, Financial news in the news. I thought I saw something this morning that said the lowest jobless rate in a number of years, am I correct? Yes, yes. And in fact, uh, there are several states where it's below 3%. Um, and that's really highly unusual, and it's very difficult in those environments to find workers, and that's what we're still seeing. Well, I was going to talk about something other than the well, job. Well, what were you going you. to talk uh, about, Ryder? I guess we can just, I'll prompt myself. So I was going to talk about something a little uh, more markets related than uh, you might expect from me. Uh, the yield curve is kind of inverting. We've been talking about interest rates uh forever here. And as you know, the Federal Reserve, they have a lot of influence over the short end of the yield curve, those those really near-term and interest let's rates. Let's stop and explain to our listeners what the yield curve is. Sure. The yield curve, essentially, you can loan money to the U.S. government by buying treasuries. And treasuries are issued in all sorts of terms. From one month out, well, you can get them very short, uh, on the very short end, one month, three months, a year out, all the way to 30 years out. And, and this corresponds with a lot of other bonds and a lot of other loans will follow the same pattern. And so the each of these will be issued at a different interest rate because people who want to loan you money for a month are going to do it for a different reason and demand a different interest rate than people and, who want to do it for 30 years. Right. And you would expect that if I'm going to loan somebody money for a longer period, I would expect a higher rate. You would I? expect a higher rate, wouldn't you? So the curve is just the shape of that. If you plotted those numbers out, you know, you started out with a one month, a low interest rate, well, and it goes and, higher and higher and higher. That's, that's what you would expect. You would expect that to be a rising line, and right. that's the curve we describe. But what's happening right now, Nancy? You seem very antsy Well, to I was just going to back up and say the yield curve is just a graph, and it's a mm-hmm. graph with um, on the x-axis is the time to maturity, when those bonds will be due, and on the y-axis is the yield or the rate that's calculated. And Just um, a graph, Nancy. It's just a graph. But the power we put in it. Well, normally it is upward sloping, a little bit like a nice gentle hill, but sometimes we see situations where shorter term yields are higher than longer term yields. And so we're seeing that in part of the curve right now. And the reason we pay attention to that is because why, Ryder? So there is a kind of 
classic theory or concern that a inverted yield curve when the short-term rates are higher than long-term rates signals an impending recession. I like to think of it as it's weird and it's something to pay attention to, but it's important to think about people are participating in different areas of the yield curve for all different reason. So when these things get out of whack, it's certainly something to pay attention to. I'm not reading a whole lot into that right now. Supply on the 30-year is a lot lower than supply on the short end for a lot of reasons. The Federal Reserve is still not unwinding their large book of bonds as fast as maybe they should be to kind of keep things a little normal. And things have been flattening and and rising for for the past uh, nine months, six to nine months. So it's just kind of bouncing around right now. I'm not going to say just touching the inversion is going to be a problem. Well, and um, that brings up the point that an inversion in the yield cur- curve does not mean we're going to have a recession. Right. It does not cause anything. No. It's just it's just a reading of the numbers. But um, most recent recessions have been preceded by an inversion in the yield curve, which is why we pay attention to it. But it also brings up the issue that a lot of people are complaining about. Interest rates are rising. So why isn't my bank savings account going up as well. I'm still getting paid almost nothing. Because the bank doesn't care. They don't. They have tons <laughs> and, of cash. And they know you're not they know you're not gonna move your you're bank. You're not account. gonna move your money. And they don't have a lot of demand for loan right now after a lot of businesses have gone through the pandemic. So um, don't get too carried away with trying to take on more risk. Just give it some time, be patient. We'll start to see some increases in rates at your local bank. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for your personal finance questions today, as we always do, but we're also going to talk about planning ahead to be in a better financial position. So income tax payments and filings are due Monday, April 18th this year. So, Ryder, Nancy, how can we better ourselves by planning ahead in terms of taxes? Yeah, so the number one thing that the IRS recommends, it may not be the number one thing, but they constantly recommend it, is that you have a bank account and you set your refund or your payment up to go through as a direct deposit. Of course, they love it when you do your payment as a direct deposit because they just get to snatch it out of your account. But they do say getting, getting your payment to you as a direct deposit is faster. It's easier for them to track. They can notify you that it's on the way and you'll see it the next day. It's convenient. Everybody likes that. That's that's probably one of the best tips there. Well, and also we think of the calendar year, January through December, and everything that happens during that year will affect your taxes. Well, there's one thing that you can do after that period of time all the way up until you file taxes this year, April 18th, which is see if you qualify for or an IRA contribution. So talk to your tax preparer. You may be able to do this based on your income, whether it's a traditional IRA, which gives you a deduction on your taxes, a Roth IRA, no deduction, but great savings. Or if you have a small business or a small business on the side, consider doing a SEP IRA. 
So there's all sorts of other things if you're planning ahead for the year. Looking back and saying, oh, well, I got a deduction for the mortgage interest, the tax I paid on my home and car, uh, charitable deductions. Think about what those expenses are going to be like this year. Maybe your mortgage interest is going down. Maybe your your taxes are maybe they're the same. Your charitable deductions. Do you want to make more of those this year? Do you want to make less and do more in 2023? So planning ahead with your deductions and just thinking about what are my once you get done with your 2021 taxes, think about what does my income and my taxable deductions look like for 2022 because as we're talking about planning ahead, you can start thinking about that. So come next April uh, or whenever you get around to doing your taxes, you can you can have a kind of ideal situation there. One of the things that we do for people we work with now that there's been a change in the tax law and we've had an increase in the standard deduction. So that for a single person that's somewhere in the 12,000 range, we're talking about double that a little bit more if you're a senior citizen, 24, 25,000 plus, then um, we talk to people about doing lumpy years of, mm-hmm. of crowding your deductions in one year, making more charitable deductions in one year, and there's a way to do it without having to give directly to that institution. So um, making sure that you get the most advantage of all of those deductions. Uh, what about withholding? Uh, is there anything you can do about that? Sure. So talk about withholding on your paycheck. This is going to be really important if you file your taxes and you find either you had a huge refund or you had a lot to pay. It's probably a good indication that you had your withholding, not necessarily wrong, but your withholding could have been more accurate. If you had a huge refund, that means there was a bunch of money that you should have been collecting but all year long. some people like that. Yeah, some people like that, but some people also like to get money when they're paid. So that just depends on your personality. Do you want money now or do you want money in a year? That goes back to the yield curve, doesn't it? In some way yeah, it does. Yeah, but it also has to do with if psychology. You, if you get if you get a large refund, you have an inverted yield curve. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to claim that. I'll, I'll back that up later. Um, but th- you can look at what your withholding was and 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 adjust some there. Say you had to pay a lot, you really don't want to have to write a big check. That's a big hit on your bank account all at once. Adjust your withholding up just a little bit. Maybe look at what your exceptions were that you had listed. Uh, If you got married or had a child in that year, then you might want to adjust because uh, you will be able to file uh, jointly. You will have a dependent there. Or if you had a large change to your salary, either up or down, you'll want to make sure that your withholding is accurate. And that would usually be done through an HR department, I guess, at Oak. Oh, absolutely, That's yeah. That's correct. Yeah, but I still go back to so many people that we talk to really love to have that big refund. You know, you're the same way, Kevin? I, yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you got a little extra in every paycheck, it might get frittered away, and you wouldn't notice that. So it's almost like forced savings, even though I don't encourage that. But for some people, that's the way they have this lump sum. And we see that reflected in retail sales uh, around this time of year because people are out buying, you know, furniture, televisions, all kinds of good things. If you have a question for our experts, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're discussing planning ahead to be in a better financial position. What do you need to plan ahead for a natural disaster? We'll have information for you next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. 
information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. drive a vehicle then you'll find autocorrect helpful especially on coach charlie's tip of the week listen to our podcast with me coach charlie melton on any podcasting platform or on the mpb public media app this podcast is a local production of mississippi public broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you if you can please donate today at mpbonline.org and thanks You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand to all the local MPB Think Radio programs. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. We've had three shows in the past five years talking about preparing for emergencies. We'll have links to those podcasts and the FEMA and MEMA websites on the show information for this broadcast. So Atlantic and Gulf hurricane season doesn't start until June 1st. Now is the time to prepare disaster supplies because I think last year or just recently we actually had a hurricane in May. So uh, That's certainly crazy. something yeah. that we need to start planning for. Wow. So uh, what? Uh, how can we plan ahead to save money while preparing for disaster? Boy, Kevin, I know this drill well. Mm. I grew up in Gulfport, and so I have memories of uh, the storms coming in, and uh, you know we put out the the big garden garbage cans to collect rainwater, uh, get ready for that. Uh, we had a generator uh, during Camille when uh, my mom had a freezer full of fresh vegetables and meats that she had put up, and by golly, she wasn't going to lose those, and went to Sears and got the generator. And so we were the only people on the block who had ice, and we even watched television on the generator. We had to turn it up really loud. Luxury. Um, but we wow. were we were something else let me tell you um but and and you also need some cash and so i'm not a fan of keeping a lot of cash at the house but uh when a storm is brewing you probably need to have a little cash on hand to be ready for some of those right yeah absolutely we always hear stories about either power at atms down or credit cards not being able to process banks not being open you don't need cash to survive for the next three months we're not talking about it a miniature apocalypse. We're, we're talking about a very miniature apocalypse. It's several days, you know, enough to enough to until other services arrive, until you can get out of the area. And I would say, um, make sure you have your logins and passwords mm. available. I know for me, sometimes I get so accustomed to having my mm -hmm. laptop where it's all in there, and if I get somewhere, you know, if I have to stop at a library, I can't log in. So Absolutely. those need to be available to you so that wherever you land, you can get into 
your accounts and manage things. Well, and that's just showing how important our phones and our computers have become because they have literally everything. So think about making sure you have a space for that in your emergency kit. Uh, For your phone, make sure you have backup batteries. Uh, If there's no electricity, you're not going to be able to charge it, but make sure making sure you have chargers in in any any bags you're going to take with you and backup batteries because that's just that is just so important these days when you don't have anything else sometimes you can get what you need through your phone and just to have an evacuation plan Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily that you will have to evacuate but if you do where will you go do you have family somewhere that will be out of harm's way you can go to them hopefully you've been nice to them and they will let you (laughs) go to their house and hang out for a while start start giving them uh, nice check-in phone calls just just seeing how you're doing okay that's great Um, but uh, and and have a route mapped so that you can get out because I've been stuck in some of those um, roadways as we were trying to get out and it's been a parking lot you know and Mm -hmm. that's kind of a scary place to be Uh, You're going to need food and water in case of an emergency. What are some thoughts on that? Well, make sure that you do have adequate food, and it's it's not expired. Keep in mind that even— And not perishable. (laughs) Right. It's not a freezer full of fresh meat and vegetables, (laughs) and you don't have a generator. If it is a freezer full of fresh meat and vegetables, I have a generator. But keep in mind that even cans and and dry goods like beans and pasta and rice, they they can go bad. They do have expiration dates, particularly— Particularly if it's a situation where... Do they? Do they really? What? <laughs> I kind of let mine go a little bit. Uh, well, okay, so so Nancy, you might want to check your expiration dates. Just make sure you... And make sure you have adequate things. Make sure it's not just three flats of canned tomatoes and, and nothing else. Uh, makes a nice meal. Water. You might... <laughs> you need drinkable water because oh, your that's water what the, That's what the canned be. tomatoes are for. Is that it? <laughs> um, so just make sure everything is, is not expired. You, you have a kind of a variety of things. Uh, and if... And if and if you do like to cook, have some spices on hand, too. Come on, guys. And how are you going to cook if the power goes down? Oh, my gosh. Great question. Yeah. Do so you have chopped wood in the backyard? And Well, uh, we would use a grill or sometimes the little um, camping stoves mm-hmm. and make sure you have uh, fuel for those mm-hmm. and some way to cook. Yeah, so sometimes have it, sometimes if the electricity's out, your gas stove might be running. Sometimes you, yeah. you might have an electric stove. You it must go be either able way. to boil that shrimp that's going to go that's bad right. if you don't get it done. That's right. It's not a hurricane without a shrimp bowl. Also, you could, uh, during your regular shopping throughout the year, keep an eye on sales for those non-perishable items that you're going to need. So if you see something uh, on sale that is, is uh, has a long shelf life, you might want to snatch up a couple of extra of those and add that to your... Well, we, we don't want to encourage that too much. You know, my in-laws just had, like, <laughs> paper towels for days. and Well, yeah. it, it is important to, to use, use the thing. So if you're buying your hundredth pound of rice you might want to you might want to start working on the first couple of pounds you yeah, might want to might want to so. make some red beans and rice a little early uh and during katrina i found um a gas station that uh even overnight left the pumps on and so as long as you had you know a card or whatever uh you could get gas because i remember <clears throat> lines for gas stations yeah. were just unreal yeah. mm-hmm. and so uh, think about that because uh, if you need to evacuate obviously you're gonna need your vehicle as well and and speaking Speaking of gas, if you have uh, gasoline-powered uh, power tools, so for, for instance, a chainsaw or a generator, make sure uh, not one. only yeah. that those are in good working 
water because you don't want to you don't want to go to crank the generator and realize you need a new carburetor or realize you don't know how to fix something that's gone wrong with it so make sure those are in good working order run them every now and then but also make sure that you have gasoline for them and a lot of smaller power tools do have some specific requirements some some may take a gas oil mix some may not take ethanol gas so make sure you got the proper gas form and also that it's kind of fresh because again you don't you don't want uh old gas either and insurance papers make sure you have Mm. those uh handy because you may need them if you have damage especially if you're playing with gasoline have your insurance papers yes we've got a caller on the line so we will say good morning to mike who's called in from hernando thanks for calling mike you're on the air with us hey uh just a suggestion i grew up in salt lake city i now live in the south but to tip the hat to the Mormon church, if anybody's interested, the LDS church people online have a list of things to have in preparation for any event because it's part of their faith to have two years of food storage and supplies in their home. And everything that they can list for you is non-perishable and, you know, it'll store well, including water. And we even use that as a resource. Now, I'm a Baptist, but those people were awful wonderful to me and to our family. And they have a magnificent list of supplies that will help you get through any disaster if you go to their uh, church website. Interesting. Yeah, great to know. Thanks. Good tip, Mike. Thanks for giving us a call. Uh, you will have a list from ready.gov slash kit on the government's suggestions on what you should have in your disaster kit, and we'll post that uh, with the information for this broadcast as well. So we're talking about preparing to save money. In general, how can you prepare to save money with purchases? Well, for me, I really struggled making sure I use my coupons. And so uh, one little trick I've done is I have this little container that's by my door where I go out into the garage. And so I pop those uh, coupons in there or any cards that I get that are loyalty cards. And so that reminds me to take a look in there as I go out and go shopping. So I make use of those. I think speaking of shopping and especially kind of small and regular shopping trips like groceries, planning ahead has, has goes a long way. Just sit and take pick a day. Saturday, Sunday, sit down, think about what you have, what foods you have and you need to use up, and what you would like to eat, and kind of plan your meals for the week, and then base your grocery shopping off of that instead of just going and, and buying whatever suits your fancy, and you forget what you have already, and you forget what you can already put together. Uh, planning ahead as well when you're thinking about your errands for the week. There are several things I needed to pick up this week, and so uh, yesterday I ran four or five errands all at once knocked it out all in one big trip probably saved a lot of time instead of going back and forth but also knocked everything out all at once uh, so in, for insurance, I find it convenient to pay uh, I pay my car insurance monthly and pay my house insurance quarterly. Um, am I costing myself a, a bit of money there, a lot of money, any well, money? maybe a little bit, but for some people who don't have that bigger lump sum to pay ahead, then you have to do what you have to do. But many of them will offer you some uh, discount for making a larger payment. And if you can, take advantage of it. 
And then uh, one that we've mentioned before is one of my favorites is wait for the change of season and, you know, buy some uh, some uh, summer wear as we get into the fall and some mm-hmm. maybe go, go ahead and get a, a nice sweater or sweatshirt uh, that uh, we used in the colder weather now that's getting a little bit warmer. But you can find bargains in, in those types of areas as well. I love doing that because uh, we have such a long, hot season here in Mississippi. So you can take advantage of the end of the season before you get into wintertime and get some things that are on sale. I wear them for a few weeks and feel like I've got new clothes. I put them away, and then when I take them out in the spring, it's like they're brand new again. So this is also a good idea, again, because we have this long, hot season. We just totally forget that we're going to need a coat or something until it's it's mid-January, and, and then we don't want to go shopping for a coat when you're already cold and wet. You just want to stay inside the house. So, <laughs> so if you have it, you be prepared. You'll be warmer. You'll be drier. You'll really appreciate your past self thinking of you. Well, Ryder is such a clothes horse, too, you know, Kevin. I just He really knows about this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just making this up as I go along, guys. Don't ask me about clothes. We're talking how preparing ahead of time can save you money. How can the calendar help you save money? We'll tell you that next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jen White with NPR. If you're fortunate enough to have collected a few classic cars over the years, here's a thought. Give them a new life by donating one or more to support this station. They'll be matched with interested buyers, collectors just like you who know a great car when they see one. You free up some space in the garage, the classic car gets a new home, and proceeds support this station. It's a win-win. Thanks in advance. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Do you have a calendar with all the birthday gifts you need to buy? Do you know which months have less celebrations, so you need to hold back some cash for those months that seem to have a gift-giving occasion every week? Planning ahead with your personal calendar might help you find the cash you need for that grandmother or nephew gift that you need to buy. We're talking about ways that you save money by planning ahead, and we'll continue that discussion. But first, we're going to invite another caller to the line, and it's J.D. calling in from Dolphin Island, Alabama. Good morning, J.D. What do you have for us today? Hey, good morning. Uh, I had a couple of comments about uh, hurricane prep. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, 
So I've growing up down here on the Gulf Coast, uh, one of the things people sometimes forget about is the pets. Their pets and their, uh, you know, they need food and they need water also. Uh, so we, we try to keep an extra bag of, of dog food and an extra five gallon um, jug of water and stuff like that for our pets. And um, something, something I've seen too in the past is medications. You know, people sometimes run out of medications know it, it could be a week or two into a storm and not have gas to go get to the pharmacy or um you know uh, be able to get their medications excellent points yeah even um even if you can get gas you may not be able to get to those stores because of trees and uh debris being down so you would certainly know that in dolphin island yes <laughs> yeah all right, uh, J.D., thanks for the call. Some good suggestions there. Certainly, we do not want to forget about our pets. They're an important part of our family, and they need food and water as well. Uh, and as he said, medicine is also very important, so that's something that you need to, uh, to think about when planning ahead and preparing your uh, disaster kit. Uh, so we've talked in the past about saving for retirement as early as you can. Uh, talk to us, if you would, both of you, about compounding interest and the benefits of planning for retirement. Oh, gosh. Well, um, when I was teaching, I would always encourage my students as they were graduating on that first job to sign up to contribute at least 10%. Because, you know, they're going from nothing, being mm-hmm. students, to now they have a job. Whatever they're making feels like they're wealthy. And yep. uh, if they can go ahead and carve out some on the front end, then later on with marriage, children, more expenses coming along where they have to pull back, that money is still sitting there growing for them. Right, Ryder? Absolutely. Uh, so getting started, like you said, the transition of getting started, that's a big one. Also talk about when people get raises or move to a new job, taking that opportunity, some of that money, which you have never seen before, go ahead and putting that away. And as well, just incrementally moving up just a little bit every year. So I wanted to do an example of say you save a bunch of money for retirement and you're you're thinking about retire, retiring, you saved up uh, $20,000 and you invest it and you put it in the stock market and it's a good year in the stock market and it gets the average 8% return. Uh, so you've made a couple of dollars, right? Off of your $20,000, you'd get $1,600. So fantastic. Well, if you had instead, over the 20 years that it took you to save that $1,000 every year and invested that and got the stock market, got the average 8% return, that could have grown to, say, $50,000. So that would have, over time, that's what we talk about when we talk about time in the market or compounding interest. It's, the stock market isn't exactly compounding interest, but it's the returns compound because you're getting that 8% return on top of that 8% return on top of that return, on top of that return. And it's so much more than just those short-term returns look like. Compounding interest is one of those terms that I, you think that you know what it means, but then the more you start to think about it, you realize you don't know what that means. Right, and and of course we're the is it the rule of seven where um, that if you earned ten percent a year, which if we go back in history we can say the the stock market has earned ten percent. We're a little more conservative these days, bouncing down to eight percent. But ten percent that would mean your money would double in seven years. That's pretty amazing. 
rising. So think of your money going, if you had 10000 it doubles in seven years to 20000 Seven more years, that 20000 doubles to 40000 and on and on and on. So yeah. time is really your friend when it comes to saving and investing. Absolutely. One of the things that we've mentioned in this show previously is about prepaying for college tuition uh, through programs like Impact. Uh, the Mississippi Treasurer's Office offers that program. So, uh, Nancy, I know that you're very fond of those. Remind very us about much that so. program. And um, I remember when Mississippi started its first plan. Um, that was probably, oh gosh, about 20, 25 years ago. And uh, that was Impact. And these are state-sponsored plans. And, and if you have children, I mean, as soon as you bring them home from the hospital, you need to start getting ready for college because it happens fast and it's very expensive. Um, Impact, M-P-A-C-T, is the plan that is like an insurance policy for college. You're just locking in a certain rate. You can also go the route of M-A-C-S, MAX, which is more like a 401k, which allows you to put in whatever you want to put in and you choose the investments and whatever it grows to is what you have and what you can use. But it's going to take a lot to get there. Yeah, absolutely. The The convenient thing about the impact is you don't have to worry about it anymore. You've locked in that price. And you know it's going to be paid for. Regardless yeah. of, of what the college, college looks like. But that can cost a lot as a one-time payment right now in Mississippi. That's $38,812. Or according to this, it's 395 a month for, I'm guessing, the whole 18 years before that kid goes to college. So that can be a, a lot. lot. Yeah. And if you can't afford that huge lump sum, you don't have you know, a, a generous benefactor uh, in the family uh, sending that down. And then you can go with the max plan. And I, th- I we really love that plan because there's a number of things. You don't know what college is going to look like for your child. You don't know if they're going to, maybe they'll do community college, maybe and, they'll do. Um, a lot of people say, but what if they don't go to a Mississippi school? It still works anywhere. It can still work anywhere. The impact can work anywhere too. It's a bit of a calculation, but, and you don't get everything for an expensive out-of-state school. But you, you can't just send your kid to the most expensive school and, and assume that'll take care of it but the max it's it's a lot more flexible you can you can pass it on in between children if one child gets scholarships you can send it to the next child they can save it they can use it for a master's if they don't spend it at all then they can withdraw that money with a penalty a 10 percent tax penalty if it is not used for education they would also pay a little income tax on that but but it's got great state tax benefits decent federal tax benefits which are going away with the state well, the state tax <laughs> maybe is going away. Uh, we that's, don't know. That's, that's still up in the air, I believe. So, um, Impact is only for tuition and fees. Mm-hmm. Max will is also for room and board. It, yes, it covers a lot of qualified education expenses. Also, if you do send your children to private school, you can use up to $10,000 a year to pay for that uh, K-12 private school tuition. It's not super worth it to save up for that because, again, the time that you set money aside is is not that great. It's not like it's going to grow a lot in that time. But it may, if we still do have income tax, we have seen folks using that as a pass-through where they put the money in, say, in December, and then turn around when they have a tuition payment due in, in January and take that out, and they've got they've got that 5% state tax benefit. And grandparents love to put money into educational funds. We help a lot them. of them. Yeah, it's they a great gift. 
the the, the birthday and Christmas checks get bigger if it's going to a college yeah, fund. Yeah, absolutely. The state treasurer, David McRae, was our guest on Money Talks in September 15th of 2020. Uh, he discussed all of these college savings programs, and we'll have a link to that podcast on the information for this podcast. So what are some other ways planning ahead can reduce either expenses or help you save money? Well, so kind of going back to one of our other things uh, about uh, travel, planning ahead for travel. I know we're going to have a whole episode on this coming soon, but looking at the, the, the full cost of something, looking at everything you're going to need. I, so I was recently booking a flight to a friend's wedding in the D.C. area. There are three airports there. There are a lot of flight options. I had credit with some airlines, and there were just all different you know, transportation from each airport, all complicated and I found a ticket, Southwest direct flight to Baltimore. They're all the same distance from the wedding venue. It was going to be $125. Fantastic. Booked it. Then I realized that getting to and from the airport was going to be another $100. Oh, also, I'd have wow. to sit in the airport for about four hours to wait for one of my rides. So I looked immediately to another one, which it was only about... $50 more for the tickets to go to a direct flight again to another airport uh, with my least favorite airline and the transport from that airport, I would actually be able to get a ride from a friend who lived nearby. So oh, my overall cost there would be a lot lower. Also, my overall convenience would be a lot higher because I wouldn't have to wait in the airport for so long. So just focusing on a single large sticker price can sometimes lead you astray. Make sure you're looking at everything. Make sure you're looking at the cost of your accommodations, all of your travel costs, uh, your food costs, all, all of those things when traveling. And, and just with other large multi-step expenses, you need to look at all of those steps. And a lot of airlines, these smaller regional airlines are offering these really great rates, but then you have to start calculating, well, I get charged for everything. I get charged for a carry-on luggage, and it has to be a certain size. I get charged for uh, any luggage I check. Um, those can add up, and it may not be worth your while. What about uh, reading reviews? Do you think that's uh, a, a, a good I do thing it. To do? I mean, I do. Um, I'm careful about that because sometimes those reviews can be rigged. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a fan of reviews. You take them all with a grain of salt. I think sometimes the best thing is when you look at a bunch of one-star reviews and, and they're all just they're all just like, I'm really disappointed this product is not in stock. It's like, oh, wow, that's literally the only reason someone's giving a one-star review to this. It might be a pretty good product but take them with a grain of salt but that they certainly can't help and I, I think I don't know if all of them do this but I like the ones that will say you know the, the the positive review that mentioned this and that and so you can see what people are mentioning in the reviews and I, I think too I try to read a number of them because a lot of times especially with a complaint if it's something it, mine was broken or whatever well that that might have just been you know a, a, something in shipping or whatever it doesn't really speak to whether that was a decent uh, value or not but yeah, I think uh, when reviews sort of an aggregate is probably uh, the best approach for that. We're talking about saving money by planning ahead. What's the number one way to save money? Wow, we'll tell you that next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. We're pleased you found our show, Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Tapp, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Here's a program reminder. Tuesdays at 10 a.m., listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio, immediately following our show. You can't save money if you don't know how much money you need to live on. So using a budget will help you determine where your money needs to go. And we've got some suggestions for planning a budget. But first, we have an email to discuss. And it says, two years ago, I received for what was me was a large inheritance in the low six figures. I parked it in an existing money market fund because inflation was nominal. Now, as inflation reemerges, my bank wants me to invest it in a managed, diversified fund charging 1.5%, depending on how much I allocate to the fund, it could cost close to $3,000 a year if it just breaks even, possibly a lot more if their expectations are wrong. My feeling is that I should not be rushed into handling uh, my funds over to the bank's investment arm when I have no record of their performance. Yet, while I dither, inflation is devaluing everyone's savings. What would be your recommendation? Should I learn to make my own investments instead? I would first say that 1.5% is a very high fee. That's a high bar uh, for a manager to cross. They have to add enough value to make it worth your while. And so that's the first thing. The next thing is that this is somebody who probably needs to sit down with an advisor and figure out, well, what are my needs right now? Do I have some short-term needs? That means that money needs to say stay in something like a short-term money market account. And what are my long-term goals? What is it I'm aiming for? How old am I? What's my risk profile before you jump into that? Mm -hmm. So that's a bigger conversation. Yeah. The the thing that leapt out to me is, of course, when someone's like, oh, should I invest this? Should I leave it in cash? Is, well, what do you need from the money? If you need it in the next few years, no, goodness, no, don't put that in the stock market. If you don't need it for the next 10 years, goodness, no, don't leave that in cash. And when you talked about the fee, I want to kind of make a few points about that, especially for investment only. If they're just managing the investments, my goodness, you can get, you can get something invested for next to nothing these right. days. Yeah. 1.5% for all they're doing is is doing the investment. That's that's a lot. If they're doing more than that, if you're getting financial advice, if you're getting someone like Nancy said, like Nancy, who will sit across from you, uh, sit across the table from you and, and, and listen to what you need and construct a plan, a way to get it invested in a way that, that makes sense for your needs and timeline. That's incredibly value, valuable. If you're sitting here thinking, oh no, that would have cost me $3,000. Well, if you had, if it had needed to get invested and you had gotten it invested two years ago, yeah. we've had phenomenal returns yeah. in the market. Well, you're, you're talking about inheriting it near the uh, market bottom. And we've had just had phenomenal returns since then. Even with even with the declines we've had this year, you would still be significantly up, and you would not be thinking about that fee in dollar terms if you were looking at your returns in the market. But more importantly, what other services are you getting? Are they doing more than just managing that investment? Are they are they helping you? Are they helping you understand that portfolio? Are they helping you save more in other ways? Are they helping you get a grip on your finances in other ways? You said your your needs are low, your expenses are small, but things are creeping up. What are ways you can help manage your whole financial picture? Because while a lot of people kind of have it down, there's I've hardly ever met anyone who 
couldn't use some help, who couldn't use some more understanding of their financial situation. And I would say this person has said, yeah, maybe I could figure this out myself. And I always tell somebody, yes, you can, but will you? And uh, this indicates to me that he did not. He let it sit in a bank account for this stretch of time and missed out on opportunity. So an advisor might have helped get him going. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We've got a caller on the line. Let's say good morning to Elizabeth calling in from Senatobia. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question about the impact contract. My husband and I bought an impact contract for our grandson when he was born, and he's now in college, but he has a full tuition scholarship. So I want to know if that money can be used for graduate school. And I'm going to hang up and listen to you online. I believe it can. For impact, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if it can be used for graduate school. I know there is some sort of a refund in this, the case that you outlined when they have a full a full ride scholarship I that you can get it. That the the refund is just they'll give you a bank savings rate um, on top of that if there is a scholarship. But I would ask, is there another family member that that can be transferred to? I don't know about transferring impact between uh, family members. That's one of the flexible things about Max is you can change the person since it's just a savings account. Impact is is a different beast, uh, but. I, I, I would call I would call the treasurer's office uh, all the times I've had to deal with them. They're very helpful uh, from a customer service standpoint. Uh, but I would hope graduate school would be covered because, um, you know, again, it's an in-school. Well, the uh, problem is school. with impact, you're purchasing um, two um, years at a community college or four years at a full right, university right, so right. or some combination. <laughs> but I believe you can uh, at least get all of those funds back with some nominal interest on top of that. Correct. But I would check with them to see if another family member could use that uh, just in case and ask those questions. And certainly if you can get your money back, with some nominal interest rate, then hand, That's it, great. hand it off to him and say, go for graduate school. Got a couple of minutes left. Uh, some suggestions uh, when preparing a budget. What are some things uh, you need to think about? The first thing you need to do is look and see what your expenses have been. If, if you're just making a budget and just oh, completely no, making writer, it up. I, I'm going to say start with how much money do you have? How much income are you bringing in? Okay, and then the next step is look and see yes. where you have been spending. Because, again, if you just make this up completely and you say, yeah, I could spend $50 on food a month, that's that's not that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You need to see what you have been doing and then, and, then, and then adjust those by saying, well, I need to bring the whole thing down 10% or I need to knock $50 out somewhere. Or, you know, I've been spending way too much on my car. I, I need to find... A, a car that it costs less in maintenance and monthly payments, something like that. Well, and if you are accumulating credit card debt, you are probably living above and beyond your means. If you're accumulating cash, which is what we see with a lot of our retired folks who are no longer spending as much, then you're living well within your means. But start with how much do I make and tailor your expenses to that. 
You know, I think one thing we've mentioned the show before is just track your spending for a week, as a writer was suggesting. And I think a lot of us would discover that we are not wasting, but there are lots of opportunities for us to cut back by just looking at, say, you know, one week of, of your of your normal spending. Look at your subscriptions. How many things do you subscribe to that you don't even use any longer? And these days, with the streaming services and that sort of thing, that's really becoming an even more important thing to do. Check those on a regular basis and get rid of the ones that you are not using. And insurance. We're finding when we do insurance reviews, we are saving people a lot of money because there are a lot of people who are overinsured. Very good. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, you can find it at moneytalks.mpbonline.org. Or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks on your preferred podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. podcast.